The Carolina Outdoors is in session. Your host, Bill Barty, Wes Lawson. Each week we come in and talk about outdoor things. But for outdoor lovers, pets are a, a, an able partner mm-hmm. in our pursuits. Everyone knows about a good dog walk or, or maybe heading out to the park with Fido or even a, a feline partner as well. Um, but we're going to look at the other side of animals that don't have homes or how they get homes and the processes that are involved in this. Over 6.5 million animals enter shelters each year, but only 3.2 million are adopted. That's from the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Um, The good news, back in 1973, the number of cats and dogs entering shelters um, was 20 million animals. So mm-hmm. we've made a lot of progress from six point from 20 million down to 6.5. But what about locally? We have uh, several groups, reputable groups, including the next one, Carolina Paws, Pet Adoption and Welfare Society. Robin Gribble is going to come on and talk to us a little bit about the processes involved and the animals involved in pet care and adoption. Robin, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you very much. Hey, before we get into the weeds of of talking about the process of adoption, uh, tell us about Carolina Paws, um, what you can, and and how it got started. Um, It was a group of women that really just wanted to make a difference. They um, were aware of the problems at the shelters, overcrowding, and... um, you know, shelters do not want to put animals down any more than anybody else does, but it, they, their hand gets forced when it gets overcrowded, and um, they have behavioral animals that, you know, nobody really wants to try and take on. And so they started uh, Carolina Paws to try and make a difference here in the Carolinas. Well, and you've been a, a, a foster uh, parent mm-hmm. of these animals, a volunteer yes. with Carolina Paws. For several yes. years, uh, for for a long time, ten years now. <laughs> to be wow. such a young person, <laughs> you've been doing it for ten years. Can you tell us, just from your perspective, as a volunteer, as someone who is feeding, walking, loving foster animals, um, who is coming through your home um, each week, and and what is their timetable with you before, um, fingers crossed, they find a good home and move on? You know, it actually depends. Um, so all of our volunteers have very specific um, types of, of dogs and kittens and cats that they can have in their home. And don't judge me, we do have five dogs of our own. <laughs> um, and so my personal pack, because they're a little bit older now, they are really great with puppies, pregnant moms, and any smaller dog that looks like a puppy. <laughs> so we kind of do, you know, the smaller, younger, um, we, pre- we take in pregnant moms, that kind of thing. Um, when I first started, we did have a lot of bigger dogs and they did great, but now they're a little more on the grumpy side and they really more like puppies. So, um, time frame, it just depends, you know, different times of the season is what people are looking for. Um, labs, of course, they're super popular. So they, they go, they scoot out of my door really, really fast. Puppies scoot out of my door really, really fast. But um, I would say the last couple of years, my mother dogs, um, a lot of them got adopted before all the puppies actually got adopted because they were all set to go. They were house trained, potty trained, crate trained, leash trained, all of that. So it was a, a you know an easier fix for a lot of, not fix, but an easier adoption for people who didn't have the time or um, 
you know, want to put in all of that effort like they were already ready to go kind of dog. So it really just depends on what somebody's looking for. So with all of these wonderful creatures that Paws has and that you're trying to, to find permanent homes for, how many are in foster versus not in foster care right now? Um, uh, the thing about rescue is that it changes in a moment. Sure. Um, you know, currently, if you had asked me yesterday, I would have said we have, I think, eight dogs in foster care right now, um, but two of them got adopted. Um, so now it's six, but we may, we may have somebody, you know, contact us from the shelter and we go and pick up another pregnant mom or we pick up, you know, these two puppies that were found on the side of the road. It, it constantly changes. You never know. You wake up your, your day and you think it's going to be one way and, and it's not because you're rushing down to the shelter to get this, this dog that's got parvo so you can rush it to the, um, to the emergency animal hospital. So it really just depends. Um, the shelters locally around here, they're all stuffed to the brim. Mm, sure. um, they, they, they are begging constantly for rescues to please pull, for people to come adopt. Rescues are getting really, really full. We only, you know, everybody has so many fosters. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of tough right now. And it has been that way for a few months now. I would say since last summer. It's been really, really tough for rescues and shelters alike. Do you think that's because these are are pets that people got prematurely, maybe kind of on the the wane of COVID, or they just didn't know what they were doing and they got tired <laughs> of having to clean up the floor? You know, because I, I know there are a lot of people who, who who see puppies or kittens and they realize they're very cute, but then they don't realize that they don't come understanding English and your emotions and that right. that that, that um, piece of furniture is not to be chewed on. <laughs> I, I think it's a kind of, I do see, I would say a little bit of COVID, it, you know, the, the COVID adoption, you know, the shelters were empty because people had time and they could, they could spend time with their dogs and cats. Um, I, I think it's more um, educational, like we were speaking about, like sure. it, they're doing, they're doing it on emotions and not really factoring in, hey, when I go on vacation, I have to have a plan in fat, you know, in place. What if they are chewers or they don't like other dogs or they're whatever, you know, there's, there's all different things. People don't, they stop with the emotion and they see that beautiful dog or kitten or puppy and they fall in love with that picture and they don't really listen to the rest of it that comes behind it. Mm -hmm. Hey, this, this puppy is not pop potty trained and they think it's going to happen overnight. And you know, sometimes they're easy, and sometimes they're really, really stubborn about it. Um, and that's the other thing is people don't realize there's so much information out there on the Internet. You can Google all kinds of dog and puppy training, and it's right there at your fingertips for free. And you can try all these different things. And then there are certified trainers all around us in the Charlotte area that can help you with these problems. But people just think, oh, I can't do this, and they take them back to the shelter. Mm -hmm. Robin Gribble is the voice. She's our guest from Carolina Paws. She's a foster parent um, of these animals as well as a volunteer at Carolina Paws. And, Robin, speaking to that emotion, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, the holiday season was not that long ago. Does that, anecdotally, um, does it increase with people who maybe received a pet as a gift and then they go to college or they or their circumstances don't allow them to provide the care, 
Um, does that pick up after a holiday for a rescue service, or do you have an opinion? Well, I think I think in the years past, probably um, a lot of shelters and rescues alike are very very careful about adopting out around the holidays. Um, so. I know for, like, Carolina Paws, when somebody's applying for a puppy and it's very close to Christmas, that's very obviously uh, going to be a gift. But we kind of put the brakes on that because we insist, and most rescues do, on doing home visits so that you can see the pet in your home, how does the pet interact with your family, your kids, all of that kind of thing. And we can observe that as well. Um, and so even if they're trying to, like, make this a a gift we're very upfront um and we're like you know you we have to do this everybody has to be there everybody has to meet that so um we still take every single step that we possibly can so that that pet will not be returned and a lot of shelters now are requiring applications to kind of vet out the people who are applying for or wanting to adopt their dogs just to make sure you know safety precautions you know hey, you had three dogs, are you actually getting them to the vet and doing the preventative care you need to be doing? So everybody's kind of wisened up to all of that and trying to do the absolute best that they can. It doesn't stop everybody. We're still going to have, you know, adopters who return pets and same with the shelters, but it definitely has decreased a lot of that happening. And what about on the foster side? How does somebody become a, a pet foster parent? So it's for at least Carolina Paws, there is an application process. Um, you fill it all out. If you have pets in your home, we will do what we call a vet reference check, and that's just checking with the vet to make sure all of the pets are correctly vetted out and are on their vaccines and prevention and all that. Um, because we are a volunteer basis, um, everybody can kind of be as vague or specific as they want to the type of animal that they feel they can um, foster. So we have, like myself, now I only really do puppies and moms or littler dogs that, you know, are young and vital and appear to my dogs as puppies. Um, we have other fosters who do the big dogs because that's what they love to do. And um, they can do all the big dogs and do the training with them and that kind of thing. Um, we have some fosters in our rescue that are simply temp fosters. Like they don't want, they don't want to be like me and maybe have a dog for three months. They, they will help out with, you know, we have a foster going on vacation, so they'll keep that dog for a week mm. or a weekend um, or they'll be able to, hey, we have a permanent foster, but we need somebody to take this dog coming out of the shelter for five days. And so we have that kind of foster. We have fosters that only do little dogs, it, all kinds of things. And same on the cat side. Like we have some that'll do the pregnant mommy, some that like the older kittens. It's just everybody decides what they feel will work in their home so that we can do the best that we can for that animal to get them adopted. So you hinted at this earlier that this is an all-volunteer organization. Pets are expensive, and fostering and, and adopting and rescuing is expensive. There's you know, food, vet, medicine, all this kind of stuff. How can people help who maybe aren't going to foster or aren't going to adopt? How do they help Carolina Paws in this, in this cause? Well, the easiest thing to do um, is actually monetary then um, you can go on our website, carolinapaws.com, and there is a, um, not adoption, but a donation um, thing that you can go and donate. Um, other people do donate food. Um, 
uh, new like collars and leashes. People do do that. They come to our events that is at PetSmart in Blakeney on Saturdays from 12 to 2. But the easiest thing that was most helpful for us is the monetary because um, Carolina Paws does take on um, a good amount of medical needed um, fosters. We've had um, we've taken on parvo puppies. We've taken on animals that had needed very major knee surgeries, um, all kinds of different medical things that we've had. So that really does help to pay for all of those. You know, it can be very expensive surgeries, oh, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't have to imagine. I know. I've been there. It's, terif- it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> so that's, that's really great. And um, so you said Saturdays at the PetSmart at Blakeney, 12 until 2? Is that when y'all are there? Yes. So if you're out in that and area, folks, stop by. On, yeah, if you follow us on Facebook, they'll we'll always they'll post on Fridays which pets are going to be there, and if the event gets canceled, every once in a while the event will get canceled for whatever reason. But you know, so it'll always be on our Facebook page who's going to be there and um, all that. So you can, if you see somebody on Facebook you want to meet, you can go out and meet them. If it's just for a puppy fix. Well, I will tell you, because uh, I have used Carolina Paws, uh, I have two animals from Carolina Paws, and I was pretty wowed, if you will, uh, at, um, they advised me. I, I you mm-hmm. know, I back then it was, uh, there was still print papers, and there was a picture of a dog, uh, a mm-hmm. black lab uh, named Luke, but, um, I was advised, you know what, we have Luke, but he's going to find a home. We have another dog named Duke. Um, would you be interested in him? And what do I know? Uh-huh. You know, it's a black lab. I'm, I'm, I'm game on. Um, and so they advised me towards Duke, and then we did a home mm-hmm. visit, and um, the rest is history. Duke is a, a spry, graying 11-year-old now. <laughs> wow. And we had uh-huh. a, a great go with uh, Duke. And so when we were ready for our second dog, um, we went back and got a lab mix named Callie. Calliope, actually, but we shortened oh, okay. it for, uh-huh. for Callie. But I was really impressed by the um, advisement that was provided me. I was just a person mm-hmm. looking for a pet, but they um, it, it was Robin E. took the time to uh, dial me in to get the right animal, and we've got right. two great animals and uh, a relationship. Uh, you know, those are our babies. Those are our dogs. <laughs> um, what are the requirements for us who, who are going to adopt an animal? I know there are requirements, whether it be a fenced-in yard or maybe an apartment dwelling is not the best uh, for pet adoption, can you give us the parameters that we, as as people who are interested in gaining a pet, need to pay attention to so we don't have heartbreak or or um, get mad because we can't get an animal? Right, and and that does happen. The biggest thing that people can do, and it's not just our rescue, it's all rescues, is um, read the bios that are with those pictures. Um, if they are in a foster home, that foster is raising them like their own, and they know what's best. Not all dogs need a fenced-in backyard. Um, and it'll be stated in there, hey, it needs a structural fenced-in backyard. Um, or they'll say, may not need a, or if it doesn't say anything about fenced-in backyard, then they're not really looking for somebody with a fenced-in backyard. But if it says, this this puppy needs somebody that's home more often than not, that really means if you're going to leave this puppy alone for eight hours, you're not the right fit. This puppy is too young. Um, so you really need to be really pay attention to what that bio says. Um, I've had puppies that I've had no problems going to apartments because I knew, hey, 
they're going to get them walked four or five times a day. That's all they need. They don't need this big fenced-in backyard to run and play. But I've also had some that get in my backyard and do zoomies for the last half hour. So they definitely need in a, <laughs> you know, a fenced-in backyard. So, um, and, you know, and when we have to say no, we hate saying no. You're not the right. But please keep in mind, we're trying to do what's best for that particular dog and for you you do not want to have a dog that needs a, a fenced in backyard and start chewing up all your furniture because they're bored correct <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah, destroying yeah. the furniture we're about to leave you alone but i have to get this in too and it's <laughs> regarding uh-huh. uh species uh, uh dog species we'll focus in on them because we've been through you know dobermans and german shepherds and uh-huh. pit bulls came on are there breeds that are tougher to find homes these days, whether it be a terrier with high energy and demands that, that, that um, certain breeds may have, or maybe just the way society is looking at a certain breed right now? Are there some that are harder to find homes for? Pit bulls are still very hard. Gotcha. Um, people are way more educated now, I will say. And there are a lot of, like, Facebook pages and, um, you know, even um, – shows on TV that are showing what pit bulls really can be like. Um, but it's definitely, I definitely get the, you know, when people are talking to me about puppies, they're like, well, they can't have any pit in them whatsoever. So I'd say pit are still pretty hard. And if it's um, a chihuahua, people just worry because they can be a little bit yappy, um, <laughs> which some are. But I've had chihuahua mixes that are nothing like that. So you know, but those—that's probably the two sides of it. People are trying to stay away from really, you know, little yappy dogs, or they're just afraid that the pit bull may be aggressive. I personally have two pit mixes, and they are the absolute sweetest things ever. And they're the two that I can take out in public, and they'll just love on everybody. So, um, you know, it's nature versus nurture. Robin Gribble, you are too good from Carolina Paws to come on and uh, <laughs> talk about pet adoption and welfare society. The website, Carolina Paws, P-A-W-S, Pet and Animal Welfare Society, carolinapaws.com. Very active Facebook page. And that way you can see what's happening at Blakeney, Saturdays 12 to 2. But you can also celebrate with people who are gaining new animals in their household and the happiness that it's bringing to, to all involved. Thank you for bringing some happiness to the Carolina outdoors and some great information. We love having you on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Off she goes. That's Robin Gribble with Carolina Paws, and off we go. Just for a moment, we're going to come back to the other side and wrap up this thing called the Carolina Outdoors.